Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Crew, a New York Rangers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, joined by my friend, Cody Frankel. And it's just going to be the two of us today. Avery is, I don't remember where he said he was. Probably chasing some other fucking squirrels to (laughs) catch some nuts. Whatever that chirp was. But uh, we told Avery we weren't going to talk shit about him. So obviously we're going to talk shit about him in the first minute. Uh, Now that that's out of the way with Cody's horrible chirp. Actually, he's probably fucking biting some wood in a dam because he's a beaver. <laughs> we have uh, a ton of fan questions today that we're going to get to, and it's just going to be like a question episode. But before we do that, Cody, I do want to bring one thing up, and there is a clothing brand I want to talk about that is on the comeback, which apparently has been known for a couple of years now, but I went to Abercrombie & Fitch. Oh, no. Oh, God. I went to Abercrombie & Fitch yesterday, and I got this shirt. But I got like three pairs of pants. Like, dude, they rebranded their whole entire like store and everything. You might be dead to me, but it's fine. Have you been in an Abercrombie in like the last ten years? Nope. And don't. This is not an ad, by the way. Don't plan to ever again. Well, there's one somewhat close to you. I think it was like West, like near Rockefeller Center, like West Fifty Seventh. But you should go in. I actually got a Jets T-shirt. Pretty cool. No way, dude. Yeah, I did. Does it say A and F on it? No, it's like, dude, I'm telling you, the store is like very dude, cool. Stand up, stand up, do a little twirl. Well, no, this is just the this is just a uh do a little twirl, dude. It's just like a vintage, like washed out t shirt. But turn around. I want to see if it says the fucking A and F. No. Oh, dude, it has a huge A and F on the back on the back bottom, bro. Really? Yeah, really? dude. No, I don't need that shit. Are you lying to me? Yeah, I'm just messing with you, making you look oh, like yeah. an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, they had a lot of cool like like clothing t shirts, but I got so, you know, obviously like whatever trends and styles are different, but dude, all my friends are wearing these like baggy pants now, like the baggy jeans and like, they're kind of like in and and I never thought I could pull it off, but I tried to pair on that. Remember when you tried shitting on me one time for wearing baggy fucking joggers. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? When was that? When we were at the, when we were at the game and I was like, bro, baggy clothes is is the thing. You're wearing a baggy shirt and you, yeah. Well, I wear baggy shirts, but I've never worn baggy bottoms. I've been wearing like the tight pants for, for quite a bit, but no, no, no. I tried on these pair of baggy jeans and like I was like, wait, I kind of can pull these off. I think so. Dude, I you gotta cuff them. Pairs. You gotta cuff no. them, dude. When you cuff no. them, they're sweet. You don't no, cuff when, baggy pants. No, when you cuff the bottom, dude. What do you mean? I'm saying when you cuff the bottom of like pants, they're fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I think the cuff is like very 2016. Very 2016, but yet you're talking about a fucking early 2000s brand that's but made it's a coming back. back. No, dude, it's not New Balance. New Balance is back. Abercrombie and Fitch is not back. I think you should walk into the store. New Balance is definitely back, but New Balance shoes. Are you wearing New Balance clothes? Why don't you what? Are you wearing New Balance clothes? No, no, no. Shoes, shoes, shoes. Just shoes. Yeah, five yeah, fifty, baby. But Abercrombie and Fitch like clothes are back. Honestly, I don't need more clothes, so it's fine. Yeah. Well, give it a chance if you if you pop by one, or wow. anyone listening, give Abercrombie a chance because now I'm like addicted. What about Hollister, dude? That that's nah. their rival. Is Hollister nah. still a thing? Nah, nah. Or American nah. Eagle. But you know, you used to like walk into Abercrombie and like you could smell the cologne. Place, yeah, that's why. Like, yeah, it was disgusting. It's not like that anymore, though, because they probably realized they no, were slowly like, killing people. I'm telling you, <laughs> we, can, we can shut up about Abercrombie because it's whatever. I no need you ads. to make a better case for it next time. 
Uh, when I get the clothes, because I, I I have them in my apartment. I'm at my parents' place right now. Okay. But when I when I have them on me, I'll do like a a catwalk for you. Okay. All right. All right. Bet. But uh, anything you want to talk about before we go into the fan questions? Because we have here's a lot. the sick ass AK hat. So fire, dude. Limited edition though. Limited edition. One out of one. Nobody else can have it. Sucks to suck. Can you talk about the inspiration behind it? Yeah. I mean, I I just went back and forth with my buddy AK. Shout out to Tellier Carl. And, you know, we went back and forth on some designs. And originally, it's technically like, you know, Central Park Rangers have like in Central Park, you see the guys on horses. And, you know, so that's kind of like a little bit of the inspiration. And then, you know, it's like a little like Western too. I kind of just and put a hockey twist on it with a torch, obviously Lady Liberty. And he's wearing an old school like R sweater. It's sick. And then the side is obviously the Rangers logo. He makes, dude, he makes honestly yeah. incredible hats. Yeah. He made a Chicago I, Blackhawks one today. It's elite. I see him continuing to like work with a lot of NHLers. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. He got Offman. He got off. He made Offman a sick hat. Yeah, dude. The hats are unreal. I have the Coyotes one, the Rangers one. I'll probably like maybe ask for my own custom one this year because. Will you though? I think, yeah. I, I like the numbers in the side. Like Offman's has the 78. I think that's really cool. Well, that's because that's his number, bro. What are you looking well, at? What was your number? I, I would. I wore 23 in college. I made like a 23 for like Foxy, like a Foxy hat. I think Hell yeah, bro. I was 22. Fucking brothers. 22 and what? Rec League Baseball. Rohan? Baseball. <laughs> you, fucking, you fucking quirf. You're cursing a lot today. It's really offensive. You're getting upset about it? I'm no. sorry, dude. I've been cooped up all week working a 60-hour work week, and yeah. you know I just need to vent a little bit. And you're you're my platform to vent on because you're so punchable. So it's on my Mr. Bachelor Party has to work this week. <laughs> dude. You think I want to go on these things every every month? No, man. I want to take vacation and like go to a spa, get a massage, chill out, not fucking drink for 72 hours straight. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're boring everyone to death right now, so let's just go into the fan questions. But before we do that, I do want to talk about one of our sponsors for this episode, and that is Foreplay. Foreplay is a dating app, but it's more about the social experience. Team up with a friend. You make your own profile, the two of you together, and you start – all the banter, all the fun with another group of singles. You create group chats, go on double dates, have all the fun experiences. It's already like mid-August. September is going to be here before we even know it. I mean, I watched the episode of Hard Knocks. How do we not talk about Hard Knocks? And Sick. summer is basically over. I mean, football's back. We're starting Dude, to see some hockey news. Jets are going to be so sick. Yeah, the Jets are going to be fun. Did you watch episode one? I watched. You, you watched something that wasn't hockey. I did. I watched. I actually and you're it. going to baseball games, dude. What is happening? Yeah, I don't know. I've been to two baseball games this week. I watched the Jets HP. I gotta watch the Johnny Manziel documentary. I heard that. I need amazing. to watch that too. Yeah. I need to watch that too. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I heard that's really good. But back to foreplay. Uh, it's all about creating the banter and creating the experience with another pair of singles. So bring your best game to the date with foreplay, where you and your single buddies team up, make a shared profile, and go out with other pairs of single friends. And like I said, it's it's running out of time here for summer in New York. So um, I actually do want to say, Cody, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I did possibly meet a girl that could potentially be something. And I'm going on a date this week. How, how frequent is the texting? It's been like every day, honestly. Dude, that's big for yeah. you. Yeah. We met this past weekend in Chicago and I, I don't, you know, she lives I, in Chicago though. No, from there lives in New York. Oh, okay. That's, that's great. Wait, but, wait, wait, you what? So she was home visiting. Yeah. In Chicago. What's the chance of that? And she lives in the city right now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
kind of wild. And I know I talk about like my dating life on here sometimes. I don't want to dive in too deep, but for the people that are interested in it, yes, I'm excited about it. So where are you, where are you taking her for a date? I don't know. You know, any good wine bars in like the West side, like upper West lower, like Chelsea. I want to do a wine bar. There's, there's plenty. Can you? Yeah. I'll send you some. (laughs) Okay. All right. right. But yeah, so that's going to wrap it up for this foreplay advertisement. And I think we should go into some fan questions. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this first one is from Brandman7694. Who is the biggest X factor this coming season? My opinion is Blake Wheeler. You go first. For me, I'm going to say, I mean, it's it's been the guys we've been talking about all summer. I think it's Lafreniere and Kako. I think it really is those two. And obviously Blake Wheeler is, you know, a good choice, right? Like we don't know what to expect from him. He's a guy that's a little bit older, but has a lot of game left in him. But I think all the question marks right now are around Kako and Lafreniere. Like, you know, they're going into their fourth and fifth full seasons, I think, already. Is Kako yep. in his fifth year already? Kako's in his fifth year, man. Wow. But we need to see what these kids can bring when they have more responsibility. So I'm saying those two. Uh, you know, I don't mean to take two. And obviously that kind of, I think, limits your answer a little bit. But do you have anyone Believe else? Believe it or not, it doesn't. Um, I'm going to say kind of a crazy answer, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to say Artemi Panarin. Because I think he has a major chip on his shoulder coming into this season. There's been a lot of talk about he can't produce in the playoffs. He's a little overpaid. Um, He's not worth his contract at this point in his career, blah, blah, blah. And I would love nothing more for this guy who just shaved his head like a boss to come out and absolutely just dominate this year. You know, like there's a a couple of games, you know, you kind of see him disappear a little bit and things like that. I would love for him to just have an absolute career year, break the 100-point mark, go into the playoffs, and just dominate and lead this team. Um, And I think he is one of these sole Rangers who can physically take over a game and can't be stopped when he does take over a game. Mika is another one. Fox can be another one. So I I would love to see that from him. Um, And he's going to be my X Factor. I think that's so flawed, though, because when you look at the regular season, like there haven't been like many players better in the regular season than Panarin. He's been a Ranger. Totally. But Panarin's a guy who has a lot of like three or four point games, mm-hmm. and then he'll have a streak where he has like three or four zero point games. You know what I mean? Like, I just want him to dominate from start to finish of the year and just absolutely tear it up and, and shut the haters up because his numbers are ridiculous. Ridiculous. I'm looking at them right now. In 1920, his first year as a Ranger, he had 95 points in 69 games. The following year, 50, 58 and 42, then 96 and 75, and this past year, 92 and 82. I mean, the guy like puts up points no matter what in the regular season. Man, you can't ask for much more from him, I feel like, in you the can. regular season. 120 points and lead the Rangers <laughs> to a cup and dominate in the playoffs. All right, fair enough. Let's go into the next one. This is from Connor Haggerty. What's the best regular season moment in the last decade of NYR hockey? That's a great question. <laughs> I mean, do you want me to go first? I have, oh, I have two. Oh, regular season. Okay. I, yeah. I had a playoff one. Regular season. Yeah. You go first, I guess. I have two off the top of my head. And I think it was 2013, Ryan Callahan's overtime goal in Carolina that like clinched the playoff spot for the Rangers. Mm, that's he, like a, that's came a really down on the left side and like snizzed whoever was in net for Carolina. There's Callahan moving deep. He shoots. He scores. Rangers win. They're in the playoffs like high glove crossbar in um, like six shot to send the Rangers to the playoffs. I remember that like it was yesterday. And then 
I think like more recent memory, I would say the Mika five goal game, like Mika's fifth goal in overtime against Washington, like right before COVID happened. I think that was so sick. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to agree with you on, on the Callahan one. I think that one's awesome. I also think uh, there were a couple other really good ones. Like the wild were up three to nothing and the Rangers came back and beat them. Um, that was a really good one. Mm. And dude, the Euler game, when we were down, I can't remember if we were down four, nothing or four, one. Um, and we came, I think it was three, nothing and then four, one. Yeah. Yeah. And then we beat them like five to four, I think in OT it was, but then did they do the same exact thing to us? Didn't we, weren't they winning, weren't we winning four to four to nothing and then they beat us? We were winning three, nothing going to the third and they, and and they won. That was the game. Dry sidle knocked true stick out of his hand. Yeah. And McDavid had the OT winner, right? Yeah. That was tough. Or or he had the game, or he had the game tying the game. He had, he had the game winner. McDavid had the game winning goal. And then everyone was dry sidle. Dude, are you sure? Yeah. No. Are you Googling it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I need to prove you wrong. No, I could I could swear it was McDavid. No, Dry Settle scored the game winning goal and then skated by Truba not to stick out of the hands. That's the whole thing. I think it was twenty was it twenty fourteen the stadium series with the Islanders and Devils? Like those games were awesome. That was sick. It's quite frankly a little tough to care about the regular season right now, coming into this year. I think it, it if anything shows what the Panthers did and you know what some other teams did. It doesn't really matter that much about how you start the season. It matters how you finish and, you know, you can get hot and things like that. So like the first 50 games, 60 games are great, but I think it's the last 20 that matters, making sure the team is clicking that post deadline and really in a groove and like Mm -hmm. getting ready to go into war and, and, you know, go full on into a streak and hopefully hoist that cup. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, let's go on to the next one since your memory is absolute dog shit. <laughs> uh, this one's from m.crank10. Assuming Laugh gets a two-year deal, which is crazy that he hasn't signed yet, what point total keeps him a Ranger following his contract? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a fair question. I think it needs. To, I think he needs to show, you know, he can't show promise anymore. He needs to actually show the development. So I think, mm. you know, saying he's a 55, 60-plus point player is probably the standard otherwise they'll probably look elsewhere i mean if he's if the numbers aren't there and you know the plus minus isn't there and he's not showing significant improvement over these this next year or two I, wouldn't surprise me one bit if they kind of moved on from from him or moved him somewhere else uh all that said i i do still firmly believe that he has a lot of talent um but you know going through two coaching staffs and not being able to produce. Well, I guess technically this is the third one, right? So going through three coaching staffs and not being able to produce, I think would would be a big indicator to the Rangers to possibly move on. This is tricky because I think like if he puts up 60 to 65 points, I don't know if that guarantees him to stay as a Ranger. It might make him more attractive in, in that sense to anyone else. Eh, no, nah, because it also depends how the Rangers are doing as a team, right? If the Rangers are within a game of the cup or they've won a cup by then, like he'll want to stay. I mean, you know, but so. he's produced with the opportunity he's been given. I mean, we've talked about it. Like the even strength goals, I think since he's joined the Rangers, he's like fourth in even strength goals. But I, I want to see how he does full full force on on PP one, and you know, he's not getting PP one time. He's There's getting no PP one time, bro. I will literally bet you five hundred dollars he does not get PP one time. Just watch, dude. So you're not going to take that bet? I'm not going to take the bet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What I want and what will happen are two different things. <laughs> Fair. All right. Next one. This is M.Crank again. This is more of a joking one, I think. But Gauthier over under six points versus the Rangers this year. And I believe yeah. the Islanders and Rangers meet three times. Under. 
Easy yeah. under. Definitely under. Like, I don't even know if he's going to crack that I'll bet you $500 on. Yeah, I, well, I agree with you. I don't know if he's going to be an every night guy off the Islanders. Like, they have a pretty significant steady lineup right now. Like, I don't think he's going to play over Hudson Fashing right away in, on their third line. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, next one, Adam Monty 27 Let's get the summer golf questions going. Lowest okay. round between you guys. And, like, I'm the, I wish Avery was here for this because I don't play, I haven't played golf once all summer. I just played l- last two weeks ago and I shot, I, it was only nine holes, but I shot a 44. So that was pretty sweet. Is that good? I've never shot under a 110. Yeah. No, see, yeah. What, no, yeah. but what, to be fair, like 100 to 110 is like my usual. I mean, I've only been playing for two years. So mm-hmm. that's like, really? my, yeah. Yeah. I just I like really, you're a big golf guy. No, I mean, I really got into it. So, like, I, I love it now because it's like you have the one shot and it just sucks you in. But, um, yeah. yeah, I played insane. I had, like, I think I had four bogeys in a par. It was it was honestly crazy. And thank God my father-in-law, like, witnessed me do it. So, uh-huh. like, I, I, you know, I have some backup. You have proof. Yeah. It's so funny that you say just one shot sucks you in. Like, I actually went golfing with my dad and my brother-in-law probably, like, two summers ago. And my dad always kind of says, like, no, nah, I don't want to go. Like, fuck that. I don't want to mm-hmm. play. Like, my dad used to love playing golf, but like now I guess doesn't love it as much. But first hole we get out there, my dad shanks one. He's like, this is why I didn't want to fucking play. Like the sport sucks. Like I hate it, blah, blah, blah. Second hole, he like has a great shot, like yeah. right down the green. He's like, oh, I'm so happy we're here. <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, no, I, I, I totally, I did. Yeah. I do the same thing. Like every time we play in the Hamptons, dude, the first hole I shank it every time. And then hole two and on, I just, I play really well. And it's, Yeah. I don't think I need golf man. anymore, man. I'm really into pickleball. I love pickleball. Pickleball is great. Pickleball I is really great. am obsessed I'll, with it. Dude, I would love to play against you and just smoke you. Let's play. Honestly, let's let's make that happen. I'm so down. Okay. Uh, okay. What are you doing next Saturday? I was actually going to go to the Hamptons, but I don't think I am now. So maybe I'll be here. Maybe we can play. play pickle. Yeah, I'll, I'll play pickle with you. In the city? Let's play some pickle. Yeah, let's do so it. Down. Do you have rackets uh, with you? No. We can order some on Amazon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Today. All right. I invite Avery too, but he for sure sucks. He's probably so fucking unathletic, dude. I feel like he wouldn't be good either, honestly. Yeah, yeah. He'd be like, dude, he runs like a duck. It's a no, we don't. <laughs> yeah. All right. Love All you, right. Avery. Sorry. Next one from our friend Chris Jastremski. Who would be the best player or players to fill Kane and Tarasenko's roles? I mean, we got him already, right? Like Blake Wheeler's filling Tarasenko's role. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Kane's role needs to be filled. He never really clicked as a Ranger. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he never really clicked as a Ranger. If they, the thing is they have no money. So it's just, it's irrelevant. They have seven fourth line guys right now. And, you know, I, I would hope Othman becomes the guy mm-hmm. to fill Kane's role eventually. But. Well, I think he's saying with what they have right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah. I mean, Tarasenko is Wheeler, no brainer. And I mean, Kane is your hope in Lafreniere. Like that's no, I think it's Kako or Kako. Yeah, one of yeah. them. You're hoping it's one of them. That's it. Mm-hmm. They're big, big task. It's gonna be a weird year, man. Yeah. Um, but okay. I, I, I like kind of think they're gonna be better than last year. I, yeah. I, just, I, 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 I don't know. I've had weird back and forth feelings about man, it. Like, I just have the feeling they're gonna be a lot better than last year. Like something about last year, you know. They it's were the hype. good, but it's like, hype. you know who, you know, last year who really like just every time we played them just brought me back to reality. And I was like, okay, we're not winning a cup because they're too good. It, and even though they didn't do anything, the Bruins, every time we'd play them, they would just like end up smoking us. Mm-hmm. And and even if they beat us two to one, like it was a dominant two to one. Yeah. So they really brought me back to reality where I was just like, okay, we need some pieces, you know, blah, blah, blah. But 
I don't know. I, I love what they did this offseason. I think Drury did a knock-up job, and you know they didn't spend that much money, and they got a ton of help, and they don't need that many stars. Like you know, you hope that these two kids turn into the stars. They got Blake Wheeler, a lot of star power, and then they got some awesome guys like Benino. So I'm with it. I don't know, man. It's gonna be weird. I have a feeling they might miss the playoffs. Fucking dumbest take of all time. No, no, I'm not like. No, no, no. you, you want to bet five hundred dollars? No, I just, I like, th- I think this season is like the most unsure I've been in a long time. Why? Why? Because it's just been like they have a great coaching staff now. But but then again, a new staff is like, can the players adjust to the way that the coach wants them to play? They're like most of them are all vets. Even at this point, Cockle and Lafreniere are vets. Like they're kids, but they're vets. You know, like I, I don't think that's going to be a problem at all. It happens in every single sport. I think we have a very, very good team. We just gotten some, f- a few more proven winners like Bonino and you know guys who have been around the block like Wheeler. Um, you know, been in this league a long time. I feel good. I just like I feel good. I don't know. All right, let's go to the next one. This is from Tom Palmieri, 36. Do you think we should sign Kane to a two-year contract on the LTIR contract? I don't know how that works. Sign him to a two-year deal before he even plays a game? Like, like That's what would happen. Is, is you, that what he's saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd, you'd sign him and he'd go right to LTIR. And then, and then you know, if you're signing him for whatever, 60% or I forgot the number, maybe it's 50% goes on LTIR mm-hmm. and comes off the cap. But the problem is you still have to sign him for what what he's looking for, and then just half of that doesn't hit you. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I I'm listen. Kane is an unbelievable player, incredible career. Do I think he is the answer for our questions? Like, I don't know. I mean, we we lost to the Devils, and he didn't really do much of anything. You know, yeah. he had, he had one really really good game. He had um, two two good games. Two good games. One. Really I think. I think he was actually. There was. I forget which game it was. It might have been game. Might have been game three. There was one game where he was the best player on the Rangers. Game two. For sure. It was game two. In the, no, it was, it was a game where I think it was a game where he didn't nope. even produce. Nope. It was game. Two. He just made shit happen. Oh, yeah. I, I. I don't know. But then there was also a lot of games where he really played bad and had yeah. a ton of turnovers. So, I. I don't think he's an option. To be quite honest, if he is, great. We'll I take him. Obviously. With what money, dude? I would just I would love to have Patrick Kane come in and play second line right wing and have Blake Wheeler be the third line right winger. So who's our who's our top line then? It would be it would still be Kreider. In my mind, Kreider, Mika, Kako. Okay. Actually, I mean Tell me your lines right now. Well, I said it a couple weeks ago, but I would love for the third line to be Trocheck, Kreider, Wheeler. Well, yeah, everybody wants that. Everybody wants that line. I know, but I don't but think that's possible. It's not because they don't have the star right power now. up front yet yeah. until Kako and Lafreniere show that they are ballers and can produce consistently. Like That's when they'll be like, all right, Wheeler, take take a seat, buddy. You're going to go to the third line and dominate there. Well, that's what I'm saying. You need yeah. Kane to make that happen. Well, not necessarily. Or Lafreniere and Kako go off like everybody's hoping they finally do this year. I mean, it's, it's now or never for them, right? Like You, you can't – the thing is, us filling – that spot with a star is old us and what we've been doing when it hasn't mm-hmm. been working. The only way it's going to work to get us to the promised land is literally if Lafreniere and Kako 
go off. So to sign somebody and say he's going to potentially knock one of them to the third line because you can't guarantee they'll both be top six is just like a failed plan, in my opinion. What do you think of this? First line, Lafreniere, Mika. No, Panarin, Mika, Kako. First line. Okay. Second line, Lafreniere, Heedle, Wheeler. Okay. Third line, Kreider, Trocheck, VZ. No, I don't, I don't like. I don't like this. No. What about what about Kreider, Trocheck, Gaudreau? Why not? No, I think I'd rather have VZ. Third line. I don't know, man. It's it's complicated. complicated. It's complicated. I don't even know if there's a spot for VZ, dude. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, there is. Dude, they signed so many guys. No, VZ's VZ's in there. So. He's definitely in there. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, who's who's that last line then? Would you say it's good, Goody, Benino, Maybe like Goodrow, Benino, Pitlick? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. You're probably right. No, I don't know. Um. All right, but that's a that's a great question. Let's go to the next one. This is from Bam Daniels Pruka Frolov Zheradev. Which Ranger with the high ceiling let you down the most? <laughs> that's a very like random question. Yeah, maybe Frolov. I would say Pruka for me because thirty goals rookie year, like. Yeah. And that just kind of doesn't make a career out of it. I mean, I loved, I love Peter Pruka. Peter Pruka was like probably one of the first Ranger jerseys. Like I remember, Can like you just tweet something about him the other yeah, day. Yeah, he, he had a you know crazy rookie year and then never really panned out. He had thirty goals. I remember he had that green synergy stick that I loved, and, and that was a stick I like made my dad buy me because I love Peter Pruka. Like I, I had the uh, the Pruka Liberty jersey. That was like my favorite jersey as a kid. That's like what I wore well, in practice. Is he referring to? I mean, I mean, dude, because Frolov only played on the Rangers for a year. So Frolov like, he... was like, I mean, he wasn't really that. Like, I think out of the well, three, Frolov of them, was a great player, dude. He was a 50, 60, 70 point player, but then he came to the Rangers, but he only played like 45, 50 games for them and had like 15. And he, was, he was on the older side. Jaredov was the biggest star of the three by far. Jaredov was supposed to be a star. I feel like Pruka had the most hype out of the three of them. How many years was Pruka a Ranger again? Peter Pruka played on the Rangers for four years. He had 47 points his rookie year, 30 goals, 40 points his second year, 22 goals. Then his third year only had 17 points with seven goals. His fourth year only had nine points and played in 28 games, four goals. Yeah, and yeah, I was right. So Frolov played 43 games as a Ranger and had seven goals, nine assists, 16 points. And the five years prior never had under 50 points. Oh. And then so. Nikolai Zheradev played one year with the Rangers 0809 and had 23 goals, 35 assists, 58 points in 82 games. Also dude, Frolov was not on the older side, bro. His last season was with the Rangers and he was 28 years old. Wow. Hmm. Did injuries end his career? What ended his I career? I don't really remember. Maybe he got know. fucking hunted down by the Kremlin or something. I don't know. I don't know, but similar question. Bam Daniels again, Kovalev or Gabrick, which how do you an enigmatic? I've never heard that word in my life. Enigmatic <laughs> Ranger. Did you love more? Do you know that word? That's very, very sad, Johnny, but it's okay. Really? Did yeah. I say it right? It's just, it just means mysterious. Enigmatic. Enigmatic. I've never, I've never heard I, that I don't word know before. why. I don't know why he's calling Gabrick mysterious, but Hey, do you, man? Well, I feel stupid. I've never heard that word. <laughs> yeah. I mean, First and foremost, like you didn't even 
watch Kovalev. I was barely live for Kovalev. Yeah. yeah. So which did we love more? I mean, Gabrick's probably like Gabs. Yeah. Um, you know, Kovi obviously won the cup, but we were. Well, Kovalev did two like separate stints with the Rangers, didn't he? Yeah, Kovalev won the Cup with the Rangers. His last year was 98-99, and then he got traded to Pittsburgh. Then he came back in 02-03, and then 03-04. And in those years, didn't really put up much. Like like Gabrick, I remember more because it was like later on in my, you know, childhood. I was in like middle school and like early high school for the Gabrick days, and he had two 40-goal seasons in the four years. Like, um, So, yeah, for me, it's an obvious Gabrick. I I feel like Kovalev – it's uh, it's Gabrick. It's two before we, our time. We watched this. Yeah, we watched his whole career as a Ranger. So yeah. All right, let's go to the next one. This is from Devil's State of Mind. What is the biggest key to the Rangers bouncing back this season? I I think it's being open to the fact that there's going to be a new system, and you know, get it washing out the old and like taking in the new. I think it's very important to let these new coaches run the system with you, and you know what. It's their show now, right? So I think that's really important. And then also, like, I feel like last season there was a lot of times we kind of got in our own way or we'd do something stupid and, like, you know, it, it would it would turn the game on its head a little bit. I think I think we just I think we just need to be play smoother hockey. Honestly, play smoother hockey. And then at, obviously the two kids are just mm-hmm. they are we cannot stress enough, they are absolutely crucial to the Rangers' future success. Like the heart. So I guess I'll feed off you and I'll say consistency. Like that's the first thing that came to my mind. And and I yep. think under Gallant, you know, the lines were never consistent. There was always constant shuffling going on. I think the Rangers just need to find, you know, a standard to play to because, you know, last year, I think, you know, they went on like what they had two, seven game win streaks. They had a lot of good things happen, but then they also, when things were bad, things were really bad. So, you know, I think for them, it's Igor being consistent. It's Foxy being consistent. It's Panarin being consistent. And it's Mika. I don't know why I'm like hiccuping and Mika being consistent. I think it all hinges on those four. And obviously Lafreniere and Kako have huge roles this year. And we've talked about that a lot, but at the end of the day, it's got to come down to your stars and you can put Kreider in there too. Cause Kreider now has been a 30 goal scorer back to back years, 52, obviously two years ago. But, um, you know, I think those guys have to be the leaders and be the consistent ones. And that's what they lacked last year. And that's what they had two years ago is that level of consistency and that like magical feeling that they had. Yeah. Um, and I think that all does kind of start in the crease with Igor. I think Igor kind of, you know, gave this team a different belief in 21-22 that uh, his inconsistency last year didn't really uh, go through the lineup or went through the lineup, I guess, in a negative way. So if Igor can find that again, I think that'll, uh, you know, go through the room. So I would say consistency is the biggest thing starting from the top up, top down. Next one from Bobby Christ 1. Rank in order. Miller, Kako, Heedle, Laugh. Most to least likely to be an all-star this year. First of all, I don't think any of them have a shot at being an all-star this year. Let's make that clear. Um, but I guess if we're going in order, I would say... And do you mind if I go first here? Go for it, bro. I would say just because I don't think Keandre is going to get the ice time in like enough time to be an all-star like he's i think he's gonna quarterback pp2 i have a strong feeling that he will but i don't know if that's enough to get him an all-star look and this is obviously hypothetical so i don't think any of these guys are gonna be all-stars but i would say kako first because i think he'll get the most ice time out of all four of them okay um i'd say hedel second i'd say miller third laugh fourth honestly okay um i'm saying miller first Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go with 
Loft second. Okay. I think why? he has a huge because I think he's gonna have a huge year. Mm-hmm. That's why. Um Kako third and Heedle fourth. I think Heedle's gonna regress. Okay. Interesting. I think, think Heedle, not not that he's gonna regress. I think he's gonna be very much sturdy within the 40 to 50 point range, similar play. Um, you know, I think Kako elevates a little bit. I'm hoping he'll he'll maybe break that 50 point mark. I think that'd be awesome. Same mm-hmm. with La Lafreniere. I think, you know, I'm hoping he'll break that 50 point mark too, but um have more goals. Just like I talked my told my boy G. I think he's gonna have 25 plus goals um this year. Give me a little uh 25 goal, 25 assist season. And uh I think Miller is gonna significantly build on his um 43 point season. He played really well last year, and I think he even, you know, he played really well last year, and I think people still said he didn't play as well as he should. So mm-hmm. I think this is a year where he's going to play as well as he should, and I think the the potential is a little limitless there. All right. I like it. Next question, we got three more. This is from Sammy Hockey 36 Start, bench, cut, rookie edition. Connor Bedard, Adam Fantilli, Leo Carlson. Start Bedard, no-brainer. Um, I am going to bench Carlson and cut Fantilli. You're cutting Fantilli? Yep. Wow, why? Because I think Carlson is going to be sick, and I think – you know, they're all going to be good players. Obviously, mm-hmm. Bedard's going to be amazing, but um, I think Carlson is a, a very, very sneaky, you know, Calder candidate. I It's funny you say that because I think I'm actually going to take Fantilli to win the Calder. That's fine. I think I think Fantilli just, and I think we talked about it a little bit with Greg. Such a Ducks guy, bro. What? You are a Ducks guy. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, but Adam Fantilli, dude, he just has this different kind of swagger about him. Like, He's a very confident kid. He's NHL ready. He has the body. Like, just won the Hobie Baker. He's shown he can play with men. Um, he's going to be, you know, probably the second line center, I'd say, for Columbus. And he's going to get first power play minutes with Johnny Gaudreau, Patrick Line, Marinsky. Columbus is so bad, though. But they have skill. Like, I think he'll put up points. Like, as bad as they were, Gaudreau still had like 74 points last year, which is terrible. On a shit team, they're like the worst team in the league. Dude, he sold his soul to the devil. He has to fucking deal with it. I think Fantilli, I, I really do think Fantilli like is going to be a stud. So now that this season's approaching, mm-hmm. even though it's still like you know two months away, whatever, um, let's revisit our our let's do our point totals for these three kids. You sell me fifty bucks for what? Devils over the Ducks. I never said that. <laughs> okay, what do you think? I'll I'll take you out to fucking dinner next time I see you. Maybe after pickleball. I'm going to start with Carlson. I think he's going to, depending on if they start him in the NHL. So that mm-hmm. is what, you know, because he's probably the, the least sure of the three to like start the yeah. whole, play the whole year there. So sneaky Calder candidate, if he starts the season. I wouldn't say it, sneaky. Okay, fine. If, if, he, if he plays the entire season in the NHL or like mm-hmm. 70 plus games, I'm going to go with 48 points, 30 goal season from him. 30-goal season from Leo Carlson? Yep. Okay. Let me ride, dude. Um, Fantilli, I'm going to say he's going to be kind of similar, but I'm going to say 42 points. And Bedard, I mean, he's going to be so sick. I'm going to say 62 points. All right, so I'll write this down after just so we have it for next year. And are we, like, betting on this? We could if you want. I don't know. Whatever. We'll figure it out after. But I'll say, I think Bedard's over-under set at actually 69 and a half. I think Bedard's going to have 24 goals. 
I think he'll put up like 58 points. Okay, so 62. I said 62, you said 58. Because I think Chicago is just like... So bet 100 on the under right now. You won't. You have. You won't. You won't. You're afraid. I just think Chicago is not a good hockey team. Yeah, like no not, kidding, dude. They're not good. Like, terrible. I, I think, you know, it's exciting that he's there, but they're going to struggle like a lot. They're not going to be a good team for a few years, but, you know, him being there is going to help other players want to be there. And they got guys like Seth Jones and, you know. But I think Fantilli puts up 65. <laughs> yeah. Zero percent chance. I will. I will bet that. I'll bet that with you. Johnny Gaudreau put up seventy four points last year on Columbus, and you're saying Adam fucking Fantilli's going to put up sixty five? What do you want to bet? Um, you want to bet a coffee on it? Sure. All right. And I think Leo Carlson will put up forty five to fifty. Okay, so that's what I said. So we're 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 in alignment except for Fantilli. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I said forty two. You said sixty five. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's that's a huge difference. Huge difference. Uh, all right, let's go to the next one, and this is a good one from Matthew Mugno, my partner at the Hockey News. Do you think Othman could be a dark horse for the opening night roster? I don't think so at all. Uh, unfortunately, no. Yeah, I think they want to see him play a little bit in the AHL. They're not. Here's the thing now with the staff: they're not going to rush these prospects. Correct. But what I can see, because it would not surprise me at all if like VC or Gaudreau kind of suck for us, or someone of call someone, them up. Someone there, and and they call him up for yeah. you know thirty plus games. If if he's, it totally depends how he's playing down there. But if he's hot, like expect him to be called up. Number yeah. number him him and Cooley are the number one and two choices. I I wouldn't be surprised if I saw Cooley over him first. Um, but if he's tearing it up, I mean, how long can you keep a guy down, right? No. So when, yeah. he, when he wants to rise, I would just say there's probably like a ninety nine percent chance he doesn't make the opening night. Uh, agreed. I'll, I'll say ninety eight point seven to be difficult. Okay. And then this is the last one from Real PJs. Who takes the biggest leap this year compared to last year? That's a great question. Love for any year. Love for any year. If he had 39 points and I'm I'm my point prediction for him this year is 55 points. 25 goals, 30 assists. 25. Uh that's not that's not a stretch. That's not a stretch. That's that's a good that's a good number. Um I think for me it's Kako. I think Kako puts up at least 60. And he had 40 last year. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that would be incredible. Yeah. I'm saying Kako. So we're kind of on the same page there. Like those are the two that have to take the leap, right? So it's kind of like, yep. I don't want to say it's an obvious answer, but you know, I, I, I'd be very, very surprised. if Imagine Heedle just puts up 80 points. <laughs> I would bet a lot of money that Kako definitely puts up 50. Yeah. I know. I think, I think if he doesn't, I would be very, very surprised because there was like 30 games last year where he was literally a non-factor and he still put up 40 points. So if, if you take 10 out of those 30 games and he just gets a point a game, it's 50 points. Well, I completely disagree with that. I don't think he was a non-factor in 30 games. Dude, okay. He not Maybe not 30. He was for sure a non-factor in a good chunk of games last year. He played he played well, but dude, come on. I think Capocaco was arguably like the best forward all year long. Like, like if you just do eye tests, if stats aren't a thing, like he no. he was noticeable. I thought in almost every game. Nope. <laughs> okay. Good argument. Um, but that's gonna do it for the fan questions. We're gonna try to have a guest. Get on. his jersey, then, bro. I'm not buying Coward. a jersey. Coward. I'm not buying a jersey. Yeah. Uh, we should. That's go gonna do it. 
What? No, it's not going to do it yet. We should go. <laughs> <laughs> we should try and go to the uh, the outdoor game. Dude, I'm going to be at every game this year. No, no, no. You don't understand. I'm saying we should try and go. Like me and you. I'm going to be at every game. No, 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 no. Dude, 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 dude. You're not understanding. Like we should buy tickets and go. Okay, man. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. LFGR, baby. <laughs>